Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win, folks, in your life. We do that by helping you win with your money, in your work, and in your relationships. 888-825-5225 is the number to jump in. We'd love to help you today. 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by my dear friend, uh, the incomparable, the graceful, Rachel Cruz, ladies and gentlemen. I love all the adjectives. There Every it is. time you host, yep. Ken, I appreciate I like it. it. Like I a good adjective. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also like helping people out. You ready to go? Let's do this. All right, we're going to take your money questions. Rachel's going to be your money expert today. We'll take any work-related bigger shovel questions. I'll help out on that. And she always weighs in on anything I say, so it's going to be fun. I promise. Let's go to Kisa. That's a very interesting name. Love the names. Kisa from Little Rock, Arkansas. How can we help? Hey, um, thanks for thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, so my question is, I work as a traveling nurse right now. Um, in traveling, I make like probably around one hundred and twenty thousand a year. Uh, if you average it up, working full time, you know, not taking any too much time off between contracts. Um, I would like to. Um, I'm single right now. I'd really like to settle down and have a family, um, have children. You know, that's really where my heart is. Um, I don't have like anyone in my life right now that I would get married to, have children with. That's what I want to do. Um, I'm also paying off debt right now. Um, I owe like I think a total of uh, less than. Um, 38000 between student loans and a truck payment as well. Um, and I'm set to pay all that off by August because um, I'm putting like 5500 a month into that. That's yeah, um, you know, I'm pretty, you know, I don't spend too much. You know, yeah. I'm pretty like reasonable with my finances. But like my thought is like, okay, should I, because I do want to settle down. I do want to have a family. Like should I leave travel nursing after and, and get like a core staff position after I pay off this debt and then start working on, you know, like the 15% into investing um, and saving for a house and stuff like that. Or should I keep traveling? How intense, bank, how intense is the traveling? How much does it affect you? Um, I mean, I, I like traveling. I enjoy traveling. I make friends really easily. Um, I guess I just, I don't know, I'm getting to that point in my life, you know, where it's, yeah, I don't know. You just want the, some more stability. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, in a sense, yeah. Well, the reason I asked that, Kisa, is because I'm curious how much you would make less, because you're making 120 as a travel nurse, how much less would you make if you played out the scenario you asked us about and now you take a staff position? What would that pay look like? Um, it depends, I mean, it depends on where you live. I'm from, I'm from Arkansas, um. And so I would think probably if I was to be core staff in a hospital in Arkansas, I'd probably make, I'm guessing, like 60000 Okay. So here's, I'm, I'm curious to know what Rachel thinks, but I, I'll jump in really fast and say just from a professional and financial standpoint, um, if, the, if the travel nurse is not affecting your ability to date, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and we, I hear you want to settle down. It makes total sense. But I also didn't hear a person who's, who's feels like their soul is sucked out of their body because of the traveling. You're like, I like the travel. I just want to settle down. I want to have my house. I want to have my backyard. I get all that. But until we got that, you know, that relationship thing going, it, me personally, 
I'd keep doing the travel nurse. Uh, and hey, if I'm traveling, that means I get to meet a whole lot of people and uh, hopefully that life partner. And I would be focusing on my relationships and putting myself out there. This is not a dating advice show, but I would keep stacking the cash, Rachel. And then when we find that significant other, uh, then we settle down because I just think that not only can you knock this debt out really fast, I'd love to see that fully uh, funded emergency fund, yeah. Rachel, and yeah. then she gets going. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Do you, how old are you? Can I ask? I'm 29. 29. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I think if you're still enjoying the travel nursing, I mean, I would keep doing what you're enjoying because you're going you, to, after the debt's paid off, like Ken said, and, and yes, if you have that emergency fund, I feel like that frees up even more options. Um, for you. So I'd probably let those be my two goals that are driving me to stay in the high paying job to get through that. And then you're going to look up, you know, and be in your early thirties. And you may say, gosh, I'm just kind of, I'm tired of this. Right. I mean, like I'm in my mid thirties and we have friends that, you know, he changed jobs because he was traveling a ton and he was like, I kind of just want to, yeah, I don't, I'm I'm just tired of it. Right. So, so I do think there gets to a point in your life that you may not enjoy it as much anymore. And then you're going to have the freedom financially to be able to say, yeah, I'll live on 60 grand and settle, you know, settle down, regardless of having somebody in your life or not. Um, I would kind of drive my financial goals to keep me motivated to stay in that high paying job. And then once that's reached, mm-hmm. um, yeah, then you're able to say, gosh, I, I, I'm good cutting my income in half because I can. And I'm gonna, I want to just settle down more and, and be in one place. So um, that's probably what I would do. Does that sound around kind of what you're thinking or... Um, do you want to just like quit tomorrow? No, no, I wouldn't, you know, I want to like pay off my debts first for sure. Um, so I'm not going to quit right now. Um, but you know, like I, I think it sounds, I think it sounds really reasonable. I guess it, and I mean, obviously like I, I, I believe in God, like I believe that like it's kind of divinely appointed, you know, um, partnership and stuff like that. But you know, it, you know, as a traveler, like, you know, you don't necessarily like build like long-term. Yeah. You know, hey, yeah. Lisa, I hear in your voice that you want to pay this debt off and then you want to slow down. That's what I hear. You you want to, you want to yeah. pull back from the traveling. You want to establish some roots. That's what I hear. Is that what I'm, is that how you felt before yeah. you called us? Yes. Roots. I want my roots. Yes. I, I don't have any roots. I, didn't, I don't I have a problem great. with that. We're not I, trying to talk you out of it. Yeah, I guess no, I think it's great. I yeah. think I, I would push to get through baby step uh, three, which you just need three. I would say three months of expenses yeah. and then, yeah. And then settle down, but stay, stick with this maybe for another year yeah. uh, or like, you know, map yeah. out. Okay. When can I, yeah. you know, get this paid off and all yeah. of it, but have an end date. So at least you're looking towards something because yeah. of what you're really wanting. Yeah. Um, Yes, and I'm not one to give dating advice. I haven't dated in 16, 17 years, but... I haven't had been on a date since 27 years Henry Cloud, though, I will never forget, we were at a smart conference, and Dr. Henry Cloud was saying, like, you, um, even though, yes, we believe in a God that orchestrates and knows our story and all of that, it is still our free will to get out there. You got to go fishing. Yeah, you got to put yourself out there. And so I remember Henry saying that. He was like, you know, he talks to people, and they're like, well, I just... Go to my small group. Do women and ask that, men and, out these days, Kisa? What's your what's I'm oh, I've, I've literally been married 25 years. Uh, I don't have a clue. I don't think so. Well, I'm just asking, Kisa. What's the play? Do, do you ask dudes out, or you just gotta be? What's the? How are you gonna get a man? What's the? What's the what, strategy? She's gonna be her, and she's gonna be awesome. Hold on, and what some is, man's gonna be like, <laughs> Kisa. Kisa. Do you, what? What? You, do you ask guys out? Do women do this? 
I mean, I don't. I'm kind of more traditional. Good for you. So am I. I That's what I like. You know, people ask me out. You know, it goes. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say this. If you're in Little Rock, Arkansas, I I don't know Keisa's last name, but it's pretty unique. And she's got a great salary. Great career. She's going to be debt-free soon. She's smart. Look up Keisa, all the single guys (laughs) in Little Rock. Give her a call. This could be great. This is The Ramsey Show. I saw some recent financial statistics, and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend, and their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. All right, America, you can win in your money, you can win in your work, and you can win in your relationships, and The Ramsey Show is committed to helping you do that. So excited that you're with us. We're honored. My name is Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz is my co-host and dear friend joining me in studio today. The phone number is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. And if if you've been listening or or watching just for a small amount of time, it's nerve-wracking to call. We totally get it. We're going to take really good care of you. We're for you. And uh, we'd love for you to jump in today, and let's get some let's get some hope based on some practical steps that you can take to move forward. The Ramsey Show question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Winter is the perfect time to freshen up your home's interior with a new coat of paint. Five star painting can paint your walls and doors, even those difficult cabinets and trim. Find a locally owned five star painting near you at neighborly.com/ramsey. And today's question comes from Hillary in Wyoming. We have had a shift in our income, and our mortgage is now about half of our take-home pay. We bring home around $5,500 a month, and our mortgage is $2,300. We currently are a month behind on the house and a truck payment, which is $683 a month. We have another car note and a tractor payment. Our $100,000 RV is in the process of being repossessed. Uh, between the mortgage utilities, groceries, insurance, credit cards, and student loans, we are at a deficit of $400 a month. Oh, when do you just throw in the towel and sell your home? Wow. Um, gosh, Hillary, y'all have a lot of stuff happening. I would say, I mean, just to answer your original question, the main question, when do you sell your home? Unless you see your income going up double and getting back to where it was, Meaning if one of you all has lost your job, but you're in the process of finding one and you think you'll find one here in the next, you know, 30 days, 60 days. Uh, But if something has shifted that, you know, okay, getting our income back to where it was is probably not realistic, then I would sell. And, you know, and again, you don't want to be in a rush with something, but then also you guys need to be, have a level of urgency about you with these other things. I mean, the truck, the other car, 
um, they even the RV and the tractor, the tractor. You know, if you can stop this this repossession, if you can somehow sell it, I mean, it's in the process of it, so maybe it's too late at this point. But anything you can do to not have things on your record, right? Like like having on your credit reports because it's going, it's going to ding you in life. And we're not about going and taking out debt. But in general, if someone pulls that for a job or anything, like that's, they're going to be able to see um, these elements of your life. And so if you're able to avoid all of this and especially a foreclosure, and that's what I don't want for you. And so I would make the decision to move again, if you don't see your income doubling anytime soon and get rid of some of this stuff, Hillary. I'm like, you guys sell, you can't, you can't afford your truck. You can't afford the tractor. You can't afford the stuff. And so selling it is, it's going to be, it's going to get you to a more peaceful place when you don't have all these payments. Yes. Yeah, tough stuff. Before I'd sell the house, I'm with Rachel. I, I would try to, we have a deficit of 400 a month right now. And so, you know, if we can get flip that, just yep. flip that. Yeah. My goal would be, okay, now we have a margin of 400. And then what do we have to do to make it 800? We have to make it to make 1200 all while trying to get that income back up. But one of the things that we need to mention here is we're in a country right now that has an unbelievable employment market. We have 3.7% un- unemployment. Here's what that means. There are part-time jobs, gig economy type jobs that are available. Mm-hmm. And even if the, you had a major loss of a job, which sucks, and that takes time to fix sometimes, but going out and making 20, 25 an hour yes, brings yes. a lot of relief yep. short term. That's right. That's so right. Just something to think about. And getting like, one you or can two work. of those. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's right. It may not be the job, but it's a job. Yeah. You're making an income. Uh, the phone number is 888-825-5225. Let's go to Seattle, Washington. Olivia is there. How can we help? Hi. Um, I'm just kind of stuck in a pickle. I'm on step two, and our monthly income is 4300 a month, and I'm not sure whether or not I should be selling our truck so we can get rid of the $800 a month payment, or, or I should cut up my credit cards because my husband is now starting training and we don't have the money in our savings to pay for this training. But after the training, he would be getting a significant pay increase. Okay. Okay. Walk us through some of these numbers. Give Rachel the numbers. So talk about maybe let's talk about income first, what he's at now and what he's projected to be at. Okay. So starting pay right now or his ending pay in this position is $30 an hour and that's the max he can go. The starting pay on this new position is 32 to 34. And what's the training going to cost? And the training so far, it's already costed us $1,500. And I had us on the every dollar budget app. So mm-hmm. we, every dollar was accounted for. Um, and so I had a, like, I was thankful that I didn't cut up my credit card. But this morning I was so distraught that I should have cut up my credit card and just tried to figure it out or something. Yeah. You um, working? And he works... He works, I am not working, I'm a stay-at-home mom, but he works um, mostly overtime. I don't know if you've heard of like the North Slope on Alaska. So that 32 yeah. an hour is like a significant increase compared to 30. Yeah. Okay. And um, how old are your kids? I have one child and she's two. She's two. Okay. And how much debt do you guys have left? We have total or just a car? Uh, total. 69. Okay. And what is that in? And what's that in? Um, seventeen thousand on a credit card, three thousand on another credit card, five thousand student loan, and then forty one thousand on the car. How much? Forty one. 
Yeah, which is just outrageous. Oh my gosh. What's that car worth? 34. That's Ooh. where I'm really struggling. It's just dropping like drastically. Yeah. There's so many people underwater on cars right now. Yeah. Um, but honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, Olivia, yeah, that car is, is, I mean, you guys probably make $800 a month. Well, and you, I mean, you make around probably 55000 a year before taxes. And, and I mean, that's 89. Yeah. Before taxes. 89, yeah. Do you have time? And I, I very much honor stay at home moms. Do you have any kind of time during the week where you could pick up some part time work, even if you're doing it from home? I've been looking. I'm just having a hard time coming up with anything. I don't have anyone to watch her and I don't want to put her in a daycare. And, and I've been trying to find something, but it, I haven't been able to find anything. Okay. Well, keep looking. Be encouraged. You know what your boundaries are there, but any of that will help. And I'm glad you're looking. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the $41,000 car, I mean, oh. I, yeah, I just don't know if I should sell it. That's why I thought. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. just it's just right on that line. And there's a part of me, Olivia, that what sucks is you will have to take out a probably a seven thousand dollar loan uh, to make up the difference. But that feels so much better seeing seven thousand dollars versus forty one thousand, yeah. and it's a car. Yeah. And you guys, I mean, you, you've been in this habit, and you said it earlier, so I'm going to just repeat back what you said. You know, well, we just kept the credit card around. Something came up, and you know, it's going to be good for us. So we're, you know, the training and all of it. And I understand how you can like rationally get there. But until you guys make a mindset shift of this is now how we handle money. We don't use debt regardless of what it's going to bring to us in the future. Until you have a strong line like that, Olivia, you guys are going to continue to creep back in to these habits. You really are. And so there's a part of me for selling the car it's kind of like shocking the monkey. It's like this, like, oh my gosh, yeah. it just like, it, it shocks the system of what you guys have been living in. And it forces yeah. you to say, okay, we are doing, we are literally acting yeah. different right now. We are selling a car that we, that we should never have bought in the first place. We're cutting up the credit cards and we're just saying no. And you have to have that hard line because this whole like wishy-washy way with debt, it's going to find its right. way back in. And you guys will look up and the habits haven't really changed. And so- um, having that hard line, I think, is what I really want for you guys. So, yeah, I would sell the car, Olivia. I would start working um, to pay off that credit card uh, next, the student loan, then the seven thousand the seven thousand dollar loan that you'll take out for the remaining of the car, yep. and then you guys go and attack this big credit card debt of seventeen thousand dollars and get rid of them. I mean, I I, I just I um, again, when we have the ability to go back in. It's the easiest way in the moment. It's okay, we'll just we'll just swipe it. We'll just go back in. That's what people find. And when you don't have that option anymore, it forces you to look at other options, which there are other options out there. It may take more patience, but there's other options. Thanks for the call, Olivia. You got this. Focus. This is the Ramsey Show. Guys, it's no secret that the real estate market is weird right now. So go with a mortgage company you can trust to have your back. Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is Ramsey trusted because they're stable, reliable, and focused on you. At a time when a lot of companies are being bought out or going out of business, count on Churchill Mortgage to stick around. They've been doing things the right way for over 30 years, and they'll keep doing them the right way for 30 more. Get started at churchillmortgage.com. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLS Equal housing lender. 1749 Mallory Lane, Suite 100. Brentwood, Tennessee 37027. 
Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me. The phone number is 888-825-5225, 888-825-5225. Taking your questions, let's go to Zella, who is on the line in Indianapolis, Indiana. Zella, how can we help? Hi. Hi there, Ken. Um, so my question is, my husband and I do not live in the same country. Um, he's in Canada. I'm here in the U.S. And we're on we're on board with combining finances with married couples and take, taking down debts first, not using credit card and all that. Um, but we each have our own debts that we bring when we got married. We're on baby step two, which is paying off the debt in the snowball method. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question is, do we tackle our debts? In combination, like, do we list it from small to big, like his debt and my debt and Canadian dollars and U.S. dollars combined? Like, do I send him money, uh, money transfer, and does he send him send me money transfer um, to pay that, or do we tackle our debt separately? Okay. And we're not combining our checking account yet because we, we, we haven't found a bank that would accept both currencies yet. All right, couple questions before we dive into that part. Um, mm-hmm. How long have you been married? Six months now. And and the plan was to, to live separately the entire time? No, we are currently working on getting him here to the U.S. We actually have our application now, and it's in process um, in the immigration, USCIS. It just takes a while, about a year or two. Even though you're married? Even though he married an American yes. woman, it's still taking about a year? I'm not an American citizen yet. I'm just a green card holder over here. Okay, all right. That, so that's why I was... Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. Rachel, uh, I don't like that they uh, have not combined accounts, although you're saying this well, is a, a logistic, legal Well, there's thing? a logistical thing, I think, when you're working well, that's what I'm two asking. Se- yeah, two separate countries. I mean, yeah, you guys may not find a great solution to actually share a physical checking account together um, until mm-hmm. he comes here. What does he make and what mm-hmm. do you make financially? So I, I, for him, I converted the U.S. dollars for his salary is... 60k US dollars mine is 80k and he has about also 64k of total loans debts and I have about 19k of debt okay how long um I'm just curious how long were you guys how long did y'all date for we only officially dated for two months before we got married but we've known each other since we were kindergarten Oh, okay. Okay. So you guys have had history. So you knew going yeah. into this that you would be in this situation from uh, a from a long distance standpoint. You've known each other since kindergarten. Yeah. So are are you Canadian? No, we're both Filipinos. We just migrated to different countries um, at some point in our life, and we and y'all met kept here up. in the U.S. And yeah. okay. what country were you in when you met as kindergartners? The Philippines. We both grew up there, and then I our see. families migrated to different countries. So yeah. he goes to Canada, and you go to America? The U.S., yeah. Yeah, okay. Are you sending, the way you ask this question, I'm just curious, are you sending money to him? I Well, right now, we are currently in doubt on whether to pay his loan first or to pay mine first. So I was sending him money How to much? pay off the smallest well, I just sent him a hundred this month. It's not constant, like just to pay off his the smallest debt that he has. Yeah, but 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 how much money have you sent him ballpark since you've been married? Uh, 
not much, like $200 maybe in total. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's $200 in total, I guess. Okay. And then this is such an ignorant question. I probably should know this, but like your marriage license, like when you guys got married, is it... um, like, Our marriage license is here in the U.S. It is, okay, okay. So once he comes here, okay. Trying to put all the pieces together. So was he on a, full- yeah, was he on a visa and to, to be able to come over here and get married? A travel visa? No, Canadian, he's a Canadian citizen now. So Canadian citizens can come over to the U.S. for six months at a time. So he just visit. We, we see each other one week a month because um, that's just how the, the border allows him to, to come. Okay. Um, just okay. one week at a time. Okay, well, this is done. complex, so. Rachel. This is a yeah, little complex. Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, there's a reality that, yeah, if you're in two separate countries with two separate currencies, yeah, you may not be able to, to share a physical checking account. I mean, that's obviously the goal once you guys get into a place that you're actually living in the same country. That's what we want to work towards. But since you are married, you know, seeing this as a holistic picture, though, that, yeah, for you guys combined to look at your income as one, uh, I would take all of your debts and I would combine them and say, okay, let's list out the smallest debt to the largest. And, you know, when you get married, it is, you are, you are one in every aspect of this. And so um, I would be paying off the, yeah, the smallest debt first, regardless of if it's his debt or your debt. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I'm be yeah. And I, I, and my hesitation when I'm saying all this is yeah for all of you listening though you don't do this unless you are legally married you do not do this if you are engaged mm-hmm. if you are dating um, but for a married couple this is yeah this is what you do and so uh, combining but yeah I mean in a perfect world you guys would be able to you know see each other's accounts and you're very much on the same page um, with your budget and what he's going to be spending, what you're going to be spending. It's just a really kind of weird situation. Is, when you said, Being in two, yes. living in yeah. two separate countries for what could be two years and you're married. I'm like, man, that's I, terrible. I, Zell, I'm sorry to keep asking. I You said that you guys are on board. You said that we're committed to this. Yes. Uh, so, 100%, both of us. You, so you're seeing progress. You're seeing his budget based on his oh, yeah. 60000 and so you're sending him the money for what? What was the reason for sending him money again? Just to help pay down the lowest, the smallest yes. debt? Yes, so okay. just to help pay down his smallest debt. And when it's time for my smallest okay. debt, he, he also sends me money. So you got evidence. So I don't know if that's the, the wisest. Great. So you guys are on the same that. page, and, and we are attacking this thing as though we have the same account and we're in the same country. It's just separate. So that if you're doing that, then then that's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah. he's okay. got to be okay. fully on board. 100% on yes, board. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Wow. Very interesting. I've That's never, great. Yeah. Well, I mean, keep going. Okay. Listen, I know. Good luck. Max communication. <laughs> like, this That's is like. That's hard. Yeah. Wow. That's hard. I mean, dating long distance is one thing. Being married long distance. Well, you think about how many couples struggle with finances when they live in the same house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah, just a lot of communication between you guys. Um, yeah. And. We, you know, the reason we would say you don't combine accounts because there are reasons. There's mm-hmm. asterisks to this, right? If you are in a dangerous situation, if there's abuse, if there's an addiction that's not being addressed, if um, you know, if there's there's reasons to protect yourself, um, then that's what you need to do, right? I mean, we, and we've even said on the show there's some spouses that will not uh, be on board at all yeah. on any level of the same page with money, and they go out and rack up all this debt on their own. Yeah. And there gets to a point that like you even have to, you know, there's a level to protect yourself. So like always remember that. And so 
Um, that's why I even said, if you're not married, you don't send people money because this is just an, I mean, they've been married, they, they dated for two months, live separate countries. And um, yeah, you just want to make sure that it is, you know, everything is okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to play armchair quarterback, but Zella, if I could have talked to you six months ago, you know, I think I would have said, look, you're in America on a green card. He's a Canadian citizen. Let's think about where we're living a little bit further. Let's 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 play this out here and let's do what's best for our marriage. Yeah, it just not causes our, some stress. And, yeah, just yeah. a lot of separation here. And and I and again, this is fascinating to me. Uh, this is otherwise a, a a very nice couple. These are good people, and a year and a half for him to be able to get what paperwork he needs, in light of the fact that we have people crossing our borders just freely i just don't understand how the government can't figure out how to help people who are trying to oh, I know. do it the right way like what paperwork does this dude have to fill out to be with his wife it's the government it can. irritates me i'm not an anti-government uh rant right now i just kind of go i hate that you know yeah totally totally they've they're tr- done yeah, they're everything trying to do the, the right, thing. right that's right way. that's right it's, yeah can we fast forward this please i, hear I know you're not a bureaucrat in dc or somebody in listening come help on Zella. Zella's husband out but listen Zella, in all seriousness, make sure you guys are really dialed in, you know, to an online group, you know, get in a class. You guys need that extra accountability just given the complexities of your relationship. Don't move. More of The Ramsey Show coming right up. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show, America. Thrilled to have you with us. We're here to help you win in your life, specifically with your money, in your work, and in your relationships. All three of those areas are really connected and if you're losing in one of them you might be losing in all three we want to help you win i'm ken coleman rachel cruz joins me this hour the phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225 that's 888-825-5225 all right so uh those of you interested in real estate thinking about what your real estate strategy is going to be dave ramsey's got a brand new quick read out called the uh, what is it oh real estate the ramsey way this is fresh off the press. Like, I haven't even seen this. And uh, look at Dave. Million-dollar smile. Just you know, happy just, to talk about real he's estate. He's so happy to talk about real estate. We call these quick reads. These are very, very accessible. And uh, this is taking Dave's decades of experience with real estate, putting it all in one short read to help you with buying, selling, and investing. It's only 70 pages. Homeownership is still possible. You can Turn that home into your biggest asset. It can be done, but you got to do it the right way. So you can get your copy now at RamseySolutions.com slash store. That's RamseySolutions.com slash store. All right, Kylie's up next in Dallas, Texas. Kylie, how can we help? Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. Um, so I was calling in because my husband and I are at a pretty good stage in our life where we uh, have bought our second property and we are looking to build um there were some circumstances that happened to cause us to move a little bit faster on the build than we would have liked so our first home is completely paid off Uh, we just have a mortgage on the second property that we bought and um the mortgage on that is about 310 and we're looking to build a house that's about three hundred thousand dollars on that property Uh, we have a couple different options and one of those options was to take out a HELOC to cover about two hundred thousand dollars on our first property um, to cover the cost of the build because we have about 115 saved up to put towards it so i was just looking um, for some direction 
We're really not sure kind of which way to turn. And um, What's the end goal? What's the end goal? What are you trying to pull off here? So this is essentially kind of my dream property, the second house that we bought. Um, We're needing to build because right now my father, he is 100% disabled, and it was unexpected, so we're needing Mm. to have care for him. Um, We don't want to put him in a home. We want to keep him with us. So that's the reason for doing the build now because he does not fit in our current home. It is too small and it is not. um, We've made, you know, adjustments as needed. But that Yeah, it's very admirable of you guys. Yeah, for sure. So the the second property, is there a house on it now? There's a mobile home on it, which presents some uh, struggles to get a construction loan. A lot of people don't like that. And the HELOC, they're willing to just give us without any of the red tape. Okay, and why are you keeping the first home then? Yeah. We're currently living there um, in the first home, and we intend to live there through the build. And then once that build is complete, we could either sell it or keep it as a rental. I'd prefer to keep it. It's in a great location, um, and it could rent and give us some really great uh, money. How much could you get for it if you guys sold it today? Probably in the range of like $300,000. Oh, just enough for what you need for the new house. Okay, Kylie, here's what I would do. I would know I would not go take out a HELOC. I would not continue to go into debt when you have an asset like a house. Now, if you guys had everything paid off and you were going to be, you know, you had money saved to be able to cash flow the build of the new house and you wanted to keep this as a rental, that would be okay. But you're sitting here and you're trying to kind of piecemeal all this together where you could make it pretty simple. It's not it's not going to be the plan you want, but I would I would sell. I would go rent for a while I have to while we build. So it may be a 12 18 month yep. uh rental situation, uh making sure that it's enough room for your dad and everything, right? So you guys will have those parameters. Uh cash flow the house as you build and then, you know, the the three the 310,000 that's for the land, yeah, then you kind of take that as the mortgage and say, "Okay, yep. that's then what we're going to continue to pay off." And so um, I would not go get out a second, you know, I would not go get a HELOC or, you know, go around that way. But um, that, I mean, that's personally what I would do because I would not continue to go deeper in debt if I don't have to. And you're in a situation that, yeah, you have a great asset of a home. And yep. I mean, I would use it to further the cash flow that you guys will be able to pay this property down quick. And then you have free, you, you're completely debt free. You have no mortgage or anything right after that property is. And that's the dream. Um, it's paid off. And that's what we want for you. We want you to get to that point fast. And this is the fastest, best way uh, to do that. And, you know, in real estate, so hard because I feel like, too, the idea of having a rental, passive income, like oh, this it whole sounds dream. so exciting. And it's great. Like, we love investing real estate, right? The real estate quick guy. Like, we are not anti-real estate people. We are pro-real estate right. people, but doing it in the right time and the right stage of your life. Right. And and for you guys, and here's the other thing, because uh, I... Uh, Kylie, we built a home in 2018, moved in in 2019. And I'm telling you, when you have cash that you are working with, you stay in budget. Suddenly, it's true. the upgrade of the tile, oh, this, this, and this, mm-hmm. do we have the money for it? I mean, it really gives you this mm-hmm. hard and fast rule because it can be so easy yeah. to say, okay, we'll just get a little bit more and the bank will be willing to, you know, we'll, 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 we'll get maybe $40,000 more to do some, you know, right. you continue. Right. To uptick but this really it's an accountability thing when you're working it with it and what a gift to be able to do that i mean that's really yeah. um how i would look at this and, and and kyle i just add very quickly you said that this second property that you need for your father uh i'm glad you can do it and rachel's 100 right you need to sell the current home and do what she does here's why 
uh, you would still owe, you would still owe on that house. And now all of a sudden, this dream property, mm-hmm. uh, it, the, the whole thing could become a nightmare if you get somebody in renting your house. And believe me, when something goes wrong with the roof or the toilets or whatever, they're calling you. And all of a sudden, I'm a landlord, and you have six hundred thousand dollars, and you're six hundred thousand dollars in debt. And so I, I, this is a no brainer. Sell, rent. Rachel's one hundred percent right. Focus on this dream. Mm-hmm. This dream property that also is going to be a blessing for your dad in in his time of need. Yeah. Don't muck this up. It just doesn't need to get that complicated. Because here's the other thing, Rachel, that kills me. And people go, "Oh, you know, we can rent it." And I always love to do the exercise of, "Okay, uh, what's the mortgage on the rental property?" Do they tell me? And what are you going to clear each month? And you know, if it could be three hundred, four hundred, I was like, yeah. "Oh, so we're going to take on all this risk, yeah, and all this pain in the butt to be yeah. a landlord." For what amounts to forty eight hundred dollars a year, right, 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 and, and that's, that's assuming you have no expenses. Yes, that's right, that's right. So this idea that I'm going to get rich. But hers is paid off. Her specific. Situation. Oh, her house was. I think so. Oh, I didn't realize that. Well, everything that else the, I yes, said is true. Yes, yes. But I would use the money. The point is, we don't want her to go into debt on the new. Property. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. And but, why be a landlord? Carry point, debt. Be a landlord is the point. Don't right, do that. That's right. A hundred percent. It's crazy. Uh, people get sucked into that, and it's just there's so much that can go wrong. So hard, yep. That's nuts. All right, let's go to Chandler in Salt Lake City. Chandler, we only got about a minute and a half, two minutes. What's your question? Okay, so getting right to the point, I'm a PhD student, and I'm studying the skills to be a high-level quantitative researcher, which includes statistics, research methods, programming, this kind of thing, right? Um, my particular subfield is political science and criminal justice, I also work a full-time job in an unrelated field. While it's really hard and I have to maximize my time, I'm more than capable of following through with this. My question is, would it be a better time investment to drop a full-time job and put that towards my quantitative skill set? In the short term, that would put me in a much less fulfilling and more difficult financial position, but I can see how it would pay off in the long run. When you say more difficult, how are we talking barely scraping by or just a little uncomfortable? Yeah, it would be like barely scraping Do you have by debt? on the student stipend. You, no. have, you have no debt. Do you have cash? You got an emergency fund? Yep, full six months. What's the timeline? You're the quantitative guy. Give it to me fast. If you do this move that we're talking about, how long am I in this uncomfortable, barely making it by before it pays off and I'm making more dough? Uh, the, the payoff would be about four to five years. I wouldn't do it. Not for that it's long. It's too risky, man. One major yeah. life thing happens and you're whacked and it's just, what do I do? And I'm trying to recover. Uh, I'd stay in the day job, finish the PhD. That's hard too, but it has way less risk. And so let's step our way into this new future. Stay in the day job. Do not take that risk. It's not worth it. You're trying to exchange time for a ton of risk and oof, I wouldn't do that. Good hour, Rachel Cruz. Thanks to Austin, our fearless leader, and the guys in the booth. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win. Win in your money, win in your work, win in your relationships. The phone number is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. I'm Ramsey Personality, Ken Coleman, joined by Ramsey Personality, Rachel Cruz, and we are here together for you this hour. We'd love to help you out. Let's get it started. Oh, one of my favorite cities of the South. We're heading to Savannah. Savannah. Otherwise known as Savannah, but I like to say it that way. 
You always love a good a good city <laughs> when you go, accent. I just pin. love Savannah's a great city. Ebony is there. Ebony, how can we help? Yes, thank you for taking my call. How y'all doing? We're doing great. How Hi. are you? Awesome. My question is, I am finally starting to make money, and I am trying to figure out how can I finally become financial free. I don't have like anything to my name whatsoever. What kind of money are you making now that you're finally making money? What's that number? Uh, it'll be thirty-three thousand a year. What are you doing? A marketing company, storage clerk for U-Haul. Okay, good. And you. do you see a path forward with them? I'm not. I don't want to get locked in on that, but I mean, do you see opportunity for promotion there? Um, I do see growth with the company. It's actually a good company. Great. With, really. Well, congratulations. Yeah, that's great. How old are you? Thirty-six. Okay. All right. Good for you. Good for you. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Okay. So we, you know, Ramsey, we always talk people through having a really intentional guided plan because that's probably one of the best things that you can do with your money is what you're calling in for, but it is to have direction, right? And so um, part of that is saving, part of that is getting out of debts, uh, investing, home ownership, like all of that is at play. So Right now, do you do you have debt right now? I do. Okay. Um, I purchased a vehicle. I had to give it back. Um, something happened to the car, and then I have school debt as well because I dropped out of school. Okay. How much? Um, how much do you owe on the car? Uh, whew, eighteen thousand. Eighteen thousand. Okay. Did you say you gave it back though? You don't have it. I don't have the car no more. What happened? Uh, a company did an oil change and messed up my engine, and unfortunately, I could not afford to get the repairs. They were pretty high, so I asked them to pick the vehicle up, and they came to pick it up. And they're just... Who's they? Uh, the, the car, uh, I don't want to say the, the company that did it, but it's, yeah. it was a company. Okay, yeah. like, yeah. A mechan- like a mechanic. Yeah, the one that's supposed to be legit. It was a new store, and I went there, and, and they messed it up. So that, I'm trying to just figure out really quickly, do you not have any, I mean, wh- what are we doing here? Like, you should be compensated for that. They ruined your car. Um, I didn't know until later on down the road that I could have done something. It was too late. Okay. Um, I found okay. out the last minute. Right. So. Okay, but I don't, want, I don't want you to have given that car, like, I want that car back in you, because yeah. you own that car, and that is an asset. Um, how much will it take to, to fix it? I cannot get that car no more. It was, car lot has it, and that car lot is no longer available in my city. Okay. All right, so it's gone. It, it's gone. It, oh, it, man. It was last year. And I do, get it back. Do you have it's another, do you have a car right now? I do not. I'm actually in the process of looking for one, but I okay. want to do it cash. Yeah, yeah. And then, How are you yeah. getting to work? The bus. Okay, great. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, well, that's good news. I know, and I don't want to keep harping on this car, but it is eighteen thousand dollars of debt with an asset that at least if you get and you can't fix it, you yeah. could at least sell it for less and and try to get something I don't out even of know it. How so that happened? Yeah, so we'll, we won't stay on that because I want to continue to help you. But I would go back and kind of retrace those steps, Ebony, because again, that that was in your name, unless it was repossessed and you couldn't pay the payment or something like that happened. But overall, if you can find out a way to get that car back, I want that for you, just so you can even just sell it for cheap and make some money on it. Um, okay. And then mm-hmm. you have your student loans and how much are those? 
Uh, 13000 Okay, perfect. And any money saved? No money saved. No money saved. Okay, great. Okay, so what I would do is um, I would figure out, okay, how can I get $1,000 quickly? That's going to be your first starting point is to be able to get that emergency mm-hmm. fund. And I would probably honestly do that before you save for a car. I want some cash in the bank that's just yep. cushioned to the side. Um, and again, this may look like... Um, working a part-time job at night for a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. you know, finding if you can sell something. I mean, like anything that you can do to get that $1,000. And I would do that as quickly as possible. So that'd be the first step I would do. Then I would probably say, I would I would start saving for a car. I would have a goal um, to get a great used car and to be able to to pay cash for it. And it's not going to be a pretty car. <laughs> it's not going to be a great car. I'm going to look up some used cars in Savannah. But it's got you. Yes, there you go, Ken. It's my favorite. But thing. it's going to be the best thing, yes, is, is to get that point of transportation for yourself. Um, and then the next goal would be to start working to, to pay this debt down and pay off the smallest amount, which will be the student loans first. Um, and, and maybe in the meantime with that, I mean, this will take you some time, right? This is, this will take some patience and uh, it's not going to happen overnight. In the meantime, again, I would, I would circle back with the whole car thing. Cause if there's any way you can get this $18,000 down, uh, it's only going to, it's only going to be for your benefits. Um, so I would look into that. And then beyond that, Ebony, you know, you want to start saving up for a fully funded emergency fund after you're out of debt. And then you can start looking at saving for a down payment and investing. But all that may be a few years um, down the line, which is which is totally okay because you're you're starting somewhere. So that's the overall plan. Mm-hmm. It's called the baby steps. And um, I'm going to have Christian pick up and give you Financial Peace University, which is our money course. It's seven lessons. So you can watch all the videos, really get a basic knowledge of all of this. And Every Dollar Premium, because the next thing I really want you to do today is sign up for Every Dollar Premium and start budgeting. So you're going to take this income that you're making and actually have a plan for it. And within that, you're going to be able to see, okay, here's how much I have for groceries. Here's what I have, um, you know, for that. You can go down the list and really see here are my expenses. And that's going to help you save that $1,000 as well, because you're going to be able to say, you know, I'm going to save X amount a month towards this thousand dollars, and you're going to really just kind of be on that plan. And so, um, I'm excited for you. It's going to create new habits and kind of a new way of looking at money for you. But I think that you're you're at that point. I could even hear it in your voice when you called in. Oh, yeah. You were like, "I'm yeah. I'm ready to do something," and and I think I it's awesome. Emotionally it, drained. Yes, you're emotionally drained. Is that what you said? I'm, yeah, I've been crying because it's it's. I feel like I've done wrong because I'm 36. I have nothing. I feel mm. really, really, I'm not going to cry right now. <laughs> and it's really bad. Like I should be further off as no. far as financially. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a little stressful being, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. Let me just be your friend though for a second. And that's, that's a lot of shame. I should have, I wished I have, right. We all have regrets and we all, no one is perfect with money, but I want you to be able to say, Okay, from this point forward, I can do something. And you're only 36, right? People call yeah. us at 56 you and want to do still it. be a million. What, what, what you got? You got to. Well, I was going to say, if you save about 4,500 to 5,000 up, you can get a decent car. But I would also say, if the bus is safe and it's convenient, I'd keep stacking cash. And one little encouragement I want to add on to what Rachel mm-hmm. said, Ebony, you're going to get through this debt quicker than you realize. And if you start just basic small investing. You're going to be a millionaire by the time you're 65. I hope you hear that because it's true. We're going to guide you. You can do it. Yeah, hold on the line. Yeah. Christian will pick up and, and give you that stuff. Thanks this for is The Ramsey me. Show. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, 
If you can't even remember the last time you had half an hour to yourself, be honest. Ask why. It's probably because everyone else's schedules, priorities, and emergencies are driving your life. And when you can't keep carrying that load, talking to a professional therapist can be a game changer. Therapy can be a place to work through your challenges with time, boundaries, commitments, and your own self-worth. Therapy can be incredible for figuring out what even makes you happy anymore and how to go make that happen. If you're thinking of starting therapy, try BetterHelp. Because therapy isn't just for people who've experienced trauma. It's great for building skills to be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is completely online, so it's flexible enough to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. Thrilled to have you with us. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me. We're here for you. 888 825 is the number. You got a money question. You got a work question. A question. You got a, work, a relationship question. Uh, we'll take them all because they're all interconnected. 888-825-5225. Ann is now with us in Salt Lake City, Utah. Ann, how can we help? Hi, Ken. Hi, Rachel. Um, wanted to get your thoughts on a potential kind of big decision that me and my husband have that uh, might set us up. But uh, to give you a little backstory, we're both 35. Uh, we're kind of at baby step six. Uh, we don't have any debt. We're really just putting a little bit extra towards the mortgage at this point. We have some money set aside for the six-month savings. So kind of just working our way through. We've been listening to you for about a year. So it's been good. Awesome. Um, I'll say a lot of, yeah, a lot of I think our success is, uh, at least my success anyway, uh, my mom's pretty smart financially, so I take a lot of her advice. Uh, on this potential decision, though, she's not very much, on board so i wanted to get maybe a third opinion okay well we'll give you we'll give you our thoughts that's right i promise you that we don't know what how much it'll help but go (laughs) for it all right give us the scenario of course of course with parents um so right now we bought and took advantage uh, about three years ago of the really low interest rates we bought our home that we have now um obviously we've made some equity on it now uh with prices going up we bought in a pretty decent area so we have probably, um, I think probably about 350 that we could get out of equity if we were to sell. Uh, so that's kind of where we're at right now. We owe quite a bit because obviously we're only a few years into the mortgage. We did go with a 30-year, which of course I regret now, but that's in the past. So um, we're kind of at a standpoint to try and decide to sell, uh, you know, take quite a bit of an amount out of the equity buy something for less in a more rural area, which is something both in me and my husband, you know, are interested in, um, or stick with the mortgage at a really, really low interest rate. We got a hold of a 2% interest uh, and, you know, kind of just stay here and ride it out or pay it off early, right? Um, so obviously listening to a lot of the conversations uh, and, you know, tips that you guys have, I lean towards, you know, sell, take the equity, take some of our savings and buy something where we'd be mortgage-free. My mom says to stick and, you know, don't lose the 2% interest because we'll never see that again. So curious yourself. Okay, I'm I'm not going to talk about the money side. I'll let Rachel weigh in on that. But I, 
it sounds to me like you guys want to live in a rural area. That's kind of the life you want yeah. to lead. Yeah. Well, that's it the no-brainer. Sure. We've kind of got a we've kind of got a hobby farm going now, and so maybe delve a little more into that. Um, and it's can you get what you home right now? So. And that's a good question. And can you get what you want for that three fifty four hundred? Um, so for 350, probably we have about 150,000 saved. Um, that's in a high yield savings. Um, it's kind of just that's above your emergency funds. Kind of the other question is like, if we don't do something with that, maybe what should we do with those funds? Okay. Yeah. Is that above your emergency fund? The 150? Uh, that includes it. So includes it. Okay. I would say we, we we could easily take probably a hundred. A hundred. Okay. So for four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, could you? It's amazing. Could you get what you want in a rural rural area and where you guys want to live? Have you looked at houses out uh, there? Yes. Yeah, I have, and uh, there's there's quite a bit of availability that um, it's a no brainer. And 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 do what you want to do. Do it, and, <laughs> and financially speaking. Two percent is worse than zero percent. I know. So mom, poor like, mom. We're blowing mom's crazy. advice out of the water. Yeah, and listen, Ann, and and this is where we're the weird people in the space when it comes yeah. to this stuff. But we, I mean, when you own your home, there is a. It's not even a financial move at that point. It is a true, yeah. emotional, spiritual. Something happens when you don't have a bank in your life. There's not a mortgage company in your life. Ford Motor Company is not your, like, you don't have other people in your life. Mm -hmm. It is just you. Because how much do you guys make a year? Um, so I bring in about 75 and my husband brings in 85-ish, uh, depending okay. on the bonus. That's amazing. <laughs> You're yes. living where you want, debt-free. And I don't making $160,000 a year. Yeah, yeah. I, God bless I your mean, mom. I mean, like, and if you said, like, yeah, you know, what we really want, we probably need to take out of, you know, Fifty thousand, hundred thousand dollar mortgage. I'd say okay. I'd say do that too. <laughs> yeah, I'm like because you want to live there. At that point, yes, like you know, you would be able okay. to afford that too. But if you can just straight up do this in cash, I'm like, that's the dream, man. Like that's what people mm. that that's what you work towards is to have nothing, and you guys make an incredible income all day, all day. I'm living out. Oh, and my my, my Winston <laughs> would be running for the hills oh. if I said we could live in a rural. He area. would be. He'd be yeah. like, yeehaw. It you just see threw him in the me distance. back because, uh, you know, she's always been the one to pinch pennies and, you know, don't take out credit card loans and go to school debt free and stuff. Yeah. So it threw me off a little hearing this from her. That's so, so funny. I, well, I and it's good that your mom, missing. you know, has a, such a positive voice in your life, but also, and you're a 35 year old woman. Yeah. So mom's not going to agree with everything <laughs> all the time. And Can you imagine? It doesn't matter. Like, she doesn't get a vote, right? Uh, and you and your husband, I'm, I'm assuming, are on the same page. Like, you both want to. Make this yeah. move, oh, yeah, and you guys are question. excited about it. Absolutely. So, Anne, Anne, do this. But just imagine, I, so imagine twenty years from now, you're talking to to Rachel. You see her somewhere. You're talking to a friend, and you go, "Yeah, we had this opportunity twenty years ago to buy this this great property, cash, uh, live where we wanted to live." But you know, my mom talked us into keeping the two percent on this house <laughs> we have. Could you imagine how much you would resent her? Does that sound silly to you? Yeah, it does. And that's where it's like this internal back and forth. Um, no, uh, no. So it, it's good to get Re a third party. And what do you want to do? Forget what me and Rachel think you should do. What do you and your husband want to do? Oh, for sure. I think that's been our dream. I mean, we've worked from 
you know, we've been together 15 years and, you know, worked our way through this and kind of... Y'all done an incredible job, Anne. A little job. bit of a leverage. In know. one year of listening to this and doing this plan, I mean, you've you've, you've made it. You made it's it through amazing. all through seven baby steps. And Cue the Disney music. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's time for dreams come true, pixie dust. Let's oh, go. It's great, Anne. Fascinating. All right. Just have your mom out for a great dinner All right, I gotta at the ask, new place. <laughs> yeah. I got to ask you a question I think really hits our broader audience. The influence of family. And let's also throw friends in this bucket. You've yes. been coaching a lot of people for a long time. What are your thoughts on this on to why, as to why we have a hard time allowing our heart to overcome the influence of what family members say? Like the heart's totally in. Yeah. But then it's like, what, why do you think that is? You know, I mean, I think that there's a level of acceptance we all want. And yeah. I think for our parents... From a parent to a child relationship, I think a child, regardless of age, you still are like, Isn't that true? Are you good? You know, like, so true. So you you think it's approval. I think there's a level of approval there. I also think, you know, in Anne's case, her mom sounded very wise with everything else. So she probably genuinely thinks, okay, or and believes, because it probably is very true that she's a really wise person with money. So I am going to take what she says really seriously. But the problem is, is when all of that starts affecting, our day-to-day decisions and our life uh, yeah. decisions and and for and and kind of court and parents you're not the, like at that point like yes i understand you're still their parent but you're not their parent anymore you have a you have yeah. an adult in your life and you don't get a vote either right so it's yeah. um it's interesting isn't it and i do think parents there is something about the relationship i feel like even with my friends and i can say this even about my own parents as better of a job as your kids get older and especially when they start having families of their own and you become more pure, like yeah, yeah. you just enjoy, I think you enjoy each other's company more versus like, I still need to teach you. And I still, I'm still yeah. being in this role. Yeah. The kid, the adult kid always ends up feeling like, oh my gosh, I remember dad, mom and dad have done, they've done a great job with that. They, I remember even coming to dad about a money question. Once and I had been married probably 18 months. It was about a mutual fund or something. And can, he would not give me the answer. He's like, what do you, what do you and Winston want to do? What are y'all going to do? Wow. I was like, I have Dave Ramsey sitting in front of me. Should I just call the show and like yeah, make up a you name? You should. <laughs> be like, this yeah. is Sarah from Dallas. You should have. What do you Sarah think? from but Dallas. But yeah, he, I mean, they, he pushed us that. a lot of like, you got to make your own decisions. I think inquiring minds want to know. If you and Winston were to move out into the, to the wherever, rural area. Yeah. What animal would you not allow on the property? Oh. Do you have a hard and fast? Or is there an animal you'd like to have? I feel like a rooster would be tough, right? Yeah. Waking you up. Three in the morning. Yeah, what about you? <laughs> tell you. I'd have chickens, though. I'd like some I'd goats. I'd bring in a rooster. I'd like some goats. I like the little noise no, they make. No, what would you not do, though? Cows. Uh, they stink. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. So excited to have you with us, America. I'm Ken Coleman, Rachel Cruz joins me the phone number is 888-825-5225 so rachel and i were just talking uh we're gonna get to the phones in just a matter of moments but we were just talking during the break we love getting out amongst the people uh i i am a self-fashioned man of the people and i think you are a woman of the people whether or not you would ever refer to yourself as that but i love being out people we love going to events with you guys we love doing events. Yes. And yes. Uh, so and we're very excited. We're not going anywhere, but we are doing an event. You might be coming here. What are we talking about? Brand new event called Total Money Makeover Weekend. It's May 10 and 11. It's going to be right here on our campus, just south of Nashville, and just God's paradise of Franklin, Tennessee. It's just fantastic. It's a one weekend event. You're going to crash course on everything we teach about money. 
every side from the big shovel to getting out of debt, saving, investing, the whole nine yards. So no matter what baby step you're on, this is going to light a fire under you. There will also be a lot of Q&A. So when we're speaking, we're also going to be taking questions live in the crowd. We love that. Early bird tickets start at just $99, but this is going to be for a limited time. So if you want to get the best deal on tickets, this is it. And uh, the Ramsey Event Center, by the way, brand spanking new, only holds 2,400 people, so it's limited. So get your tickets now at RamseySolutions.com slash events. That's RamseySolutions.com slash events. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a great, of great weekend, so come hang out with us. Let's do it. All right, Henry is up in Las Vegas. Henry, what's going on? Uh, hi. So my wife and me have about 125 uh, in household income. 305 in a mortgage, uh, about 35 in student loans, no other debt. Um, so we're foodies. We like to go out and enjoy food. Um, but that's really our only, I guess you could say, vice. Um, I got my student loans. I'm comfortable with just paying the 420 every month. Uh, she would like us to uh, more aggressively in, uh, pay off our debt. Uh, and I kind of agree, but at the same time I don't. Because I don't want to, I want to, I don't want to not live as well. I want to enjoy life. You know, we have about, I think she has 20 something in her uh, Roth. I have about 30, 35 in my retirement. We're putting 10%. Um, so we're, we're doing the, the baby steps and we're going along the way. We have about a hundred in cash, hundred K in cash. So that's about three years worth of if, God forbid, we lose everything, we can still pay all our bills to include the mortgage, uh, utilities, and food. So I think we're doing good, but she wants to be more aggressive versus I don't. And sort of we're we're okay. at an impasse of how to, you know, it's not really about having one person be right or wrong, but it's about maybe finding a balance, right? You know, because it's all about balance in a relationship. And, yes. And okay. We're so not, Henry, we're not arguing anything like that, but just trying to. And that's okay out. if you are. Couples argue. We're we're yeah. we're okay with that. Rachel and I like to argue. Uh, <laughs> Ken and I argue. <laughs> uh, okay, Henry. Remind. Uh, I missed how much the student loan payment is, or I'm sorry, how much debt total student loans are. Thirty-five. Thirty-five thousand. Okay. And is that all the debt you guys have? Uh, and then the mortgage is three hundred five, and the okay. house is worth about three sixty-five. Good for you guys. Um, Henry, I'd pay off the student loans today. Okay. With that, you have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank. Pay it off today, and you have a fully funded emergency fund. Now you guys are, and then bump up your investing five yeah. percent to fifteen percent of your household income, and you guys are freaking going to do incredible. What are you paying? What's your student loan payment every month? Uh, Four twenty. You just get a four hundred twenty dollar a month raise on go top out of to eat with that. Yeah. <laughs> That'll buy a nice steak. Maybe the tomahawk. Yeah. Yeah, Let's throw another weight, Rachel. Because here, the $100,000, though, I want to address that because I I so appreciate it, but the... I so so appreciate the $100,000. But the reason why is that it's it's a three-year emergency fund. And and he said, in case something happens, and for three years... Henry, for three years, you'd probably be moved and living off the land. I mean, like if it gets to that point in life that you can't find a job in three years. So I'm just saying that it's an unnecessary, it's an unnecessary amount of emergency funds for that reason. And so use it to your advantage. You guys worked and saved so hard for that. I mean, it's incredible. So use it to benefit you guys in the present. This takes away all the questions on 
your aggression on paying yeah. off debt because it's paid off. It's paid off today. Henry, pay it me, off. Yes. And then get a nice bottle of champagne tonight and celebrate. You're definitely. I love that. And the Tomahawk. Oh, that's stick. amazing. Uh, but, but Henry, <laughs> let me throw something out you here. What if you invested that $420 a month? You're a real safety guy and you're a numbers guy. Is this true? Yeah, she's the more aggressive one. Right, but I'm hold on a second. What if? Kind of. Yeah, but what if you did what Rachel said? And I you've said been, spend it. You've been well. No, you said pay off the loan, but oh, he's yeah. still gonna have. Yeah. Uh, my math, sixty-five thousand. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so Henry, yeah. what if you had sixty-five thousand dollars in the bank? Okay, and you had no debt other than your home, and you were able to invest four hundred twenty dollars a month starting tomorrow. Extra. How? Ex- yeah, extra. How exciting is that? Yeah, with uh, you know, by the time we retire, we'll definitely be millionaires, dude. Oh, Henry, that's yeah. not even up for vote. So your your cautionary, uh, this cautionary na- narrative is actually holding you back, and I'm trying to flip your brain on this. You're going, oh my gosh, I don't want to give up thirty five thousand, and I'm going, you're not giving up thirty five thousand. You are creating total freedom. You're freeing up $420 a month to invest, do whatever you want. I mean, this is a no-brainer for you, and you're still safe. Trust me, 65000 in your emergency fund, Henry, is plenty for you. You know how I know this? Because if you were to get laid off tomorrow, you would be getting a job as fast as you possibly could. You are not a guy who likes risk. Correct. So what are you going to do, Henry? It's your life. Did we convince you? Uh, you're you've inched closer. I don't want to lie to people and say yes, hundred percent. But uh, <laughs> what are you so afraid of? So I'm afraid of us getting into a bad situation, and my wife craves stability. What and would be the bad situation? Out, this is really fun. Not making fun of we, you. What's the bad situation? <laughs> Describe it. We, we both, you know. Well, she already lost her job. It's been about nine months. So that's creating a stress for her. And, you know, God forbid I lose my job. I'm the stable one right now. Um, if we lose that, that 65 can go real quick. Okay, Even but what, wait work. a second. Wait, 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 wait. What has kept her from getting a job for nine months? It's in the industry of recruiting, it's a little bit difficult right now. Okay, has uh, she been doing I, any work? Oh, yeah, she has part-time work, so she has income. Okay, here's my point. This is what I want to say. If that were to happen to you right now, you would go get a full-time job or you would get a part-time job or another part-time job. And I would say she needs to get another part-time job right now. She actually doesn't have to because you're in such great financial shape and you can live off your income. But my point is, I'm trying to play this out for you, Henry, that let's say both of you lose your job. Lose your job. You could still not touch that emergency fund if you went and got busy. You may have to use yeah. some of it, but you're not going to blow through 65000 yeah. That would be and you I guys just sitting at home doing nothing. Literally, not even trying to work. Yeah. That's not going to happen. So I'm trying to walk you up to the threshold of hell here. And you look over and go, what has to happen? Henry, I for love this? you because I, I feel like we're usually the ones telling people to like slow down. We're yeah. the conservative ones. He's like, whoa. <laughs> I don't want to pay like, that debt off. You guys are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we're so aggressive. <laughs> we're the, we're the yeah. aggressive ones. That never happens. <laughs> it really never does. But uh, I, but listen, um, here's what's great about Henry. He's never going to make a dumb financial move. No, no. So it's now just building up that muscle. And listen, here's my thing, too. The way you guys live and your ability to save what you guys want to do, 
pay it off. And if you really keep losing sleep at night over that 35000 then just build it back up. Well, okay, I love this. Great advice. So let's take the four, what was it, 420? Let's yeah. round it down to four to make yeah. easy math. Okay, over the course of 12 months, that's $4,800. Yeah. But just just taking that loan payment and putting it into savings, you could do way more with the 420, obviously. But right, right. you're fine. Yep. Uh, I would be so happy to get rid of that student loan. It'd be a party. I like the champagne idea. Yeah, thanks. And maybe the tomahawk fun. is a little too much red meat. I don't know, but something. Go Charcuterie. Enjoy. Go celebrate. Yeah. Or debt free, Henry. I love well it. done. But you got to cut the check first, Henry. Whew. Get yourself a Pepsi AC. It'll help. <laughs> this is the Ramsey Show. All right, let's cut to the chase. It's easy to get discouraged about crazy house prices and interest rates. But when you have the right real estate agent to help you buy and sell the right way, you'll have confidence to make smart decisions. Ramsey trusted agents aren't just experts who guide you through buying or selling. They're someone you can trust to have your back from the first call to closing day. Find a Ramsey trusted agent near you at RamseySolutions.com agent. RamseySolutions.com agent. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. So excited to have you with us, America. 888-825-5225 is the number. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me, and we're here for you. Ryan is up in Raleigh, North Carolina. Ryan, how can we help? Hey, Ken. Hey, Rachel. How are you doing? It's good Great. to talk to you. Good to talk to you. What's up? Uh, thanks. Uh, so my wife and I have been followers of yours for years, and I have a question about retirement that I don't know if I've ever heard you answer. Okay. Um. Between the two of us, we make about 280 base and then up above 300 with bonuses. Um, and that's pretty recent that our income has got that high. So for the past couple of years, we've had to uh, transfer what we were putting into a Roth IRA just into a regular IRA because our income was too high for the limits. Um, and I was wondering if we should start foregoing the IRA altogether and just maxing out our Roth 401ks. Well, you can do a back of, you can do a backdoor Roth IRA. Do you know that? Right, but we're yes, but we're not at baby step 7 yet. No, but but so instead of yeah, but you instead extra instead of a yeah, yeah, instead of a, be putting towards the taxes and instead of putting it towards the mortgage. Wait, say that again. So I didn't want to take the extra money that, because if we do the backdoor Roth, then we have to pay the taxes that are due on it sure. right away, correct? Uh, so instead of doing well, if that, you, if you converted. Baby step seven. Yeah, baby step or five, five, I guess, six, the mortgage. Um, so that's why I'm kind of wondering if it would be better to just, because we're very happy with our 401k options. What and percentage well does that? Well our IRAs. Yeah. Okay. What percentage does it get to if you go, if you guys both max out your Roth 401ks? What percentage of your income would that be? Like, will you will you hit so that? We, will you hit that fifteen percent? Uh, well, I think it's twenty two five, so it's about forty five thousand, which is almost exactly fifteen percent for us. Yeah. Okay. And then, how much do you have saved total in your 401ks? Um, so our total retirement is probably around five hundred. Yeah, but I'm asking specifically, I'm going somewhere with this. How much do you have of that 500 between the two of you is in your 401ks, the Roth 401ks? Um, I think our 401k is probably 
250 Yeah. Here's why I'm asking that question. Yeah. Do you uh, work with a SmartVestor Pro? Yes. Okay. When was the last time you met with them about the strategy? Uh, it's that I actually was just talking with him about, you know, transferring over our Roth IRA to a normal IRA uh, because of our income exceeded the limit. But I didn't ask him about this, so yeah. I so what? So because I'm wondering well, if it's just not from like this is this is real high level math here, Ryan. But if you guys are making three hundred thousand a year, then you should be investing over thirty thousand um, dollars together household income, and in that, I mean, the max I think is twenty three thousand dollars for your four hundred one k. Max Roth is seven thousand, so that's right at thirty. I mean, you guys could both you could max out both of these accounts and do the backdoor Roth. Yeah, you pay taxes on it, but I would go ahead and just do that because of what yeah. you're still within the within the fifteen percent of your income into retirement. So well, yeah, you fifteen percent for both of us would be forty five. Forty five thousand. We can each we can do twenty two five each into four oh one Ks. Yes. I'm I'm gonna throw so out to talk exactly to you exactly to our fifteen percent. That gets you to your 15%. Right, which is why, if I can jump in here, I would like for you to talk to your SmartVestor Pro about do we diversify because you've got a good chunk in Roth. I'm just wondering, mm-hmm. not recommending, I'm wondering if it wouldn't be a good idea to do a joint brokerage account here. It gives you some other tax options, and you can invest that. Since you've got so much Roth invested, yeah. do you start to diversify that? It would be a question that I would ask. Yeah, yeah. But, okay. I'm, but I'm saying I think they can still do both. They might be, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just throwing yeah, it out there yeah. that, like, because my point goal is, for you guys, Ryan, would be to max out, yeah, the 401k, max out the Roth by doing the back door, and then if you have something above and beyond that, then that's yeah, when I would just look into a diversification a yeah. there, so because right. it does but give you some. Now our Roth 401k gets it's exactly to our 15. percent Yeah, like we wouldn't need to do an IRA at all. Oh, 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 that's I what hear he's you, been I hear saying. You, I hear you. So he's you, already you. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is why I'm bringing it. If we should do all Roth yes, 401k, yes, yes, I probably would at that point. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Instead yeah, because with the match beats Roth yeah. beats traditional. So when you look at that, if you have the Roth 401k. Uh, you could, and if your income goes up, though, Ryan, I would look at the backdoor Roth. Um, if your right. income grows, yeah. yeah, and you guys have more percentages, because it's just yeah. a great vehicle. And and I don't know, I don't not, I mean, I have no reason to say this. I just have a hunch in life. I'm like, I don't know how long that. I don't know if they'll have that forever and ever. Amen. Like, I don't know. It's just a. It's such a great, easy retirement vehicle to throw some money in. How much do you guys have left to pay on the house? About three hundred. Okay. Uh, okay. It's worth about seven. 50, so awesome. Great job. You should have that done in seven to eight years. Okay. Probably. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I would, yeah, go ahead and do that. And then obviously if something changes with jobs or whatever it may be, um, then you would move, yeah, that 401k into just a traditional yeah. IRA at that point. But that's obviously not in the, hopefully won't happen. So sorry, Ryan, I was getting mixed up with, with my numbers in my head. So nope, yeah, no I would, Good I would question. go ahead and do your 15% all in the uh, Roth 401k. Now for everyone else out there, the only reason I say that is because it is a Roth. Um, we all, you know, Roth is a beautiful thing. So if you just have a traditional 401k at your job, you go up to the match, up to that three, four, five, six percent, whatever they give you, and then the remaining of your fifteen percent go back, 
go to a Roth IRA, max it out. And if you still have percentages of that 15% left, go back to your 401k. But he has a Roth 401k situation, which is awesome. Yeah, very good. Let's go to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania now where Caleb is. Caleb, how can we help? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. What's going on today? So I am... um, I'm wondering what um, what I should start saving for first. Actually, my wife and I finish finish off paying off um, our debt. There's a lot of things I could save for, and it feels overwhelming because we don't make I guess, a ton of money, and I'm just looking for any advice you have. So you paid off all your debt. Does that include your mortgage or no? But we rent, we rent right now. I'm okay. 24. My wife's 25. We've been Great. married for about two years. Okay. Congratulations. Um, when will you guys be debt-free? They just did. Well, we have um, no. I thought we have a little over twenty thousand on. We have a little over twenty thousand on a student loan. Okay. Oh, okay. of hers left to finish. But once you pay but it we, off, you're asking what to save for. Yeah. What are the things you guys are save for? What are y'all wanting to save uh, for? Well, uh, we we have two used cars that have no payments. Mine's close to two hundred thousand. I don't know how much longer it's going to last. I wanted to save for a home. I know we're supposed to save for retirement. We want to have kids. Mm-hmm. And. Um, we make about 3000 a month, and so it's an overwhelming prospect. I don't even know where to go. I have two months of emergency expenses. We built that up before we started hammering the debt. But uh, Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just not sure where to go next. Yeah, yeah. I would um, I would bump it up to three months of expenses after you pay off the debt, and that will kind of cover. That can be the first goal is to get that fully funded mm-hmm. emergency fund. Um, and then I would see, yeah, where you are with your cars. Um, I think a car purchase is is always a great thing to be saving for and kind of just, I would Kelly Blue Book your current car and say, okay, how much is it? I wouldn't do it just because it doesn't have, just because it has 200,000 yeah. miles. I, obviously, it needs to be in a place where the repairs are getting so much and, you know, it's starting to fall apart on you. Then I would replace it. But I would, mm-hmm. dr- I mean, I would drive okay. them as long as, long as you can. And yeah. some cars nowadays... They they're built so well that they yeah. do last. And, I mean, and it depends on the type of car. It may not be that expensive. Do you have a line item in your budget to Rachel's point for car repairs? Yeah, we put a little bit away every month for maintenance, and that's done me well so far for tires and anything that's come up. Okay, that's great. Yeah, yeah so I think um, yeah, saving up for a car, but that'll be a, that'll be a faster you know yeah. goal to save for, and then Caleb. After that, so you got your one more month of emergency fund to save to get to your three months. Um, saving up a little bit for the car. And then I would look at Baby Step 3B, and that is where you save up a down payment on a home. So if you're a first-time home buyer, uh, as low as 5%, you can go put down on a house. But that would be my next goal. And you guys have plenty of time for investing, but I would get those kind of buckled in and then start saving 15% of your income into retirement. Thanks for the call, Caleb. You guys are going to do it. It's going to be fun. Rachel Cruz, thanks for co-hosting. What a great hour. Thank you, Austin, for keeping the plane in the air. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your life, very specifically in your money, in your work, and in your relationships. 888-825-5225 is the number. 888-825-5225. Hey, we'd love to hear from you. Always fun to be sitting alongside my good pal, my friend. I don't know if you can call a lady a pal, just but I just pal. Yeah, Just my old pal, Rachel Cruz. Old pal. Known each other forever. Uh, and we love, love taking your questions. So let's have some fun. Let's let's get some hope uh, established for you so you can move forward. Let's start off in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, the city of 
Rachel? Brotherly love. There it is. She used to make fun of me. You're now welcome. I think you've been paying attention to my little my little quotes. <laughs> That's it. Just <laughs> you're so happy about it. Melanie, how can we help? Hey guys, thank you so much for taking my call. I'm excited to talk to you both. Well, we're excited to talk uh, to you. What's happening? Awesome. So I'm in a little bit of a professional conundrum. So I, I love a conundrum. Me Great too, word. Me too. Great so word. I'm I'm currently working two full time remote jobs. Um, that has been great for my family, kids in school and all that. I'm fortunate to find two, you know, remote jobs. Um, Hold on a second. Hold on. Yeah. This is fascinating. I got to know. Do both companies know about the other? Of course not. So you are a professional polygamist. Are oh you aware gosh. of this? Can we say? I yes, you can say. Of. They're in two different Melanie, fields. Melanie, I am so, so sorry that no you have to deal with him. No, she's not offended. <laughs> she's not offended at I all. Expect, I I expect Ken to give me a hard time. <laughs> I listen. Not even doing that. I just wanted to say professional polygamist because you've got you. I've got two. You got sister wives. You got two companies that you're working full time for, and they don't know about the other. And I'm not even I trying. Think sister to, wives knows about each other. That is fair. You get my point. It's a fun little <laughs> metaphor. How are you pulling this off? How long have you pulled this I have, off? Um, I've been doing it now for a year. Are you um, exhausted? And, huh? Are you tired? I'm a little tired. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm two not, full-time I'm jobs. Yeah. yeah. And keeping them away from but, each other. It's like <laughs> it's like having a mistress. It's yeah. exhausting. So it's a lot of great time management. That's all I can say. You must be um, incredible. So what kind of money are you knocking down? So I'm netting ninety six a year, a ninety six a year. Okay, all right. So what's your question? So, so I just been offered a, a different job that would cause me to be hybrid, three days in the office and two days working from home, um, with a base pay of a hundred k, and with up to a potential of getting a twenty percent bonus of my base pay. Oh wow! And so what has kept you from saying yes to that offer? Well, because I technically would be netting less. Um, I guess, you know, right now my husband and I bring home about 12 a month. And then if I take this, we'd be bringing home about 97. Why would the net be less? I guess that's, that's not including the bonus, though. Yeah, exactly. And you're not cheating on another company and thus risking getting fired from one or both. Yeah, and and also I think professionally the job that just offered me this position would be a step up for me professionally. Um, Great, but I just I, I just I don't know I'm I just I'm a little nervous about. So it's the net giving up the two remote jobs and you know flexibility with the kids because I do have like school aged children at home. Let me let me well, ask school, you, but, Melanie. Let me know. ask you a real question. And you've been a great sport because Rachel thinks I'm being mean. I'm not. I'm I'm not judging you. I'm just trying to coach you. How long do you think you're going to be able to keep this up and them not find out about it? How long do you think you not got? very long? I mean, honestly, I think right. this is more just to do the debt snowball for my, you know, for my husband it, and I were a baby step two. I don't think so you understand the con- hold on a second, Melly. I don't think Rachel understands the concept. She's working two full time jobs. I hear that. It'd be like you being a personality for another company and then not know about it. It's 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 she knows she can't keep this up because she's going to get found out and then she's fired. Yeah, but wouldn't it be like having a part-time job, but you're just doing more hours? 
it's pretty much what it's like because they are in two different fields. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, hold on. Just for a point of emphasis here, okay? We're not going to get stuck on this, but i got to help my friend Rachel. And Melanie, i got to help Rachel you. Rachel has to help me here. No. no. Rachel has to help No, me she here. doesn't understand it. No. Once she understands it. Rachel, just, listen to me. Okay. Here's what's happening. One company, let's call it ABC, is paying uh, Melanie yeah. to work a full-time job. Yes. That's, what, 40 hours a week minimum, Melanie? Roughly? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Company XYZ is also, also paying, paying Melody 40, to work 40, 40 hours, hours a week. week. And Melody, just tell us how many hours you work in a week for both companies. 80. Oh, no, I didn't see that coming. She's trying to get me on a technicality. I still think it's I think it's 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 unethical that they don't know about each other. Yeah, I can get the secret. Yes. And again, not to judge you, Melanie. Because there's no judgment. It's yeah. more protection. So we've already covered. How yes. do you get my? No, I always have. But in my head, up. if she's if she's working, but I get the secrecy, right? But if you're working both full time, okay. I said I acknowledge you, that she kind of had me on a technicality, but it's still dishonest, and we still have an ethical issue that she could get penalized yes, for. But if one, which all I care about is, but Melody, if ABC company doesn't care that she's also working for XYZ, how do you know? Because they don't know. No, but what if they're not? Then it's not. Then in your book, is it okay? If they're okay with it, if they're yes. okay with each other. 100%. So it's the secrecy that's bothering you, that they don't know about each other. It's not bothering me It's in a sense that I think she's a bad... It's just, it's it's risky for Melanie. Yeah. I'm literally playing defense lawyer for her going, I'm not going to tell you what you did was wrong. My job is to help you keep getting paid and not get fired. Yes. So now the question is, do I take this other job, which has a bonus which, yes. above and beyond the 100 base, right. plus a path right. for growth, Melanie? You said this is a job yeah. that's a better play for you long term. Yeah. Melanie, it may, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Now and your I'm not life working 80 hours a week. Yeah, now you're not working 80 hours a week. and You're not cheating on another company. And you're, and, and again, it may be a lifestyle shift because it's a hybrid idea and right. and but maybe you get into that and and it works and it's great and you can you figure out the logistics with the kids and your kids are in school which is helpful um yeah or you you pan back a year from now and say wow this is hard so maybe i go back to lmno company and yeah. you find okay. another job <laughs> right but melody melody you do know i'm on team melody right we I'm, love you melody i do but listen i do and i just wanted to make sure that i'm not you're not kind of shooting myself in the foot no. with no. um with because three thousand dollars less that I'd be making. In yeah, a but you're not. You, but you told us you're not including the bonus in that exercise. So, I'm not. That's so you got to put the bonus in, amortize that over twelve months, and then you start looking at the monthly. It's not I'll quite bet you three thousand because you said yeah. ninety-seven. So it's yeah. yeah. So I, my point is, I think it's. All in all, it's not going to be that much of a difference at all in the short term, and we and know long space. term is better if you take this new job. And just for your own benefit, so you're not working 80 hours a week, you're working 40. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. All right. Well, thank a lot. you so much. I appreciate your yes. input. Yeah, Thanks Melanie, take the job. Man, you got to get out of jail free here on this one. I mean, whoa. <laughs> By the way, this is a new trend. She is not alone. There are millions of Americans that are professional polygamists. They are they have two full-time jobs and they don't know about each other and it is cheating. I don't care how you slice it. I'm all for you getting them paid, but man, you could get fired and it makes me nervous, you know? <laughs> oh man. Woo! <laughs> this is the Ramsey show. Hey, you've been listening to the show. Now it's time to start doing 
No more excuses. Join me and the rest of the Ramsey personalities for the Total Money Makeover Weekend here in Nashville on May 10th and 11th. Get a crash course in everything we teach about money, including budgeting, beating debt, investing, and more. In just one weekend, you'll leave with a plan to put it all into action. It's game on, baby. Early bird tickets start at $99, so don't wait. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash weekend. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me this hour. Uh, what do you think, America? That last call, it was really we fun. Had, we had a good debate. We out really did. In the, in the lobby with yeah. some people that are here. Yeah, and make no mistake, I want to say again, I got a t-shirt on It says Team Melanie. I just don't want her to get fired, and I and feel I like we got her a path to where yes. she's going to escape Yes, and nobody hurt. But again, uh, it's fascinating. The, what do you think, well, America? Comment. Get out there on YouTube and comment. Do you think it's okay to have two full-time jobs and both companies don't know about okay, each other? Okay, the don't know thing, just so everyone's clear. They don't know about I, it. I know, I know, I know. And I would say that's, is, that's the part for me that I'm like, mm. Yeah, you can't. I, I mean, you. But if both companies are okay with it, I say get after it. Okay, there you go. So yeah, we're more on the sea. We're more aligned. I knew we were. This is America. We're America right here. You think <laughs> you're on two separate sides, and actually, no, in not. reality, oh yeah, My we want own, the same thing. If both companies are okay with Melanie, <laughs> yeah, it's the secrecy. I get that. Then I'm like, I get fantastic. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go get you some because money. for some for some companies, what your position is. You're a graphic designer and you yeah. have these projects and you gotta you gotta do it. And if you get it done in yeah. thirty hours, oh I'm sixty with you. hour, like you know what I mean? I'm you're getting you. yeah, you're getting paid Let's for that honest. position too. I, you know what I want to get your opinion on something really quick. This is fun. Okay. I'm bring you into my lane for a second. Okay? <gasps> Career, leadership, work. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. <laughs> the kid I world. think the forty hour work week is yeah. an antiquated metric anyway. Ah. Uh, Meaning I feel like most people work more. I think that. And I, here's what I'm going to say. I okay. love that you're on this. I think that if you look at the world of work in Americans, it's either you work more than 40 hours or you work less. I don't think there's anybody that's knocking out 40 hours. Let me explain why. If you work an eight-hour day, you're taking a lunch break, which is probably an hour. Yeah. That's not eight hours. Yeah. You're seven. Yeah. So I'm just going. And then you start, we, we know the data. Don't look this up, leaders. The date on how much time people spend on social media during the work. Oh, day. sure. So now you're way below yeah, 40 hours. Sure. I'm just calling it out to say, to your point, I, I thought agree. you made a good point. It's about the production. Yes. Not I the time so. clock. That's right. That's right. Yep. So you agree? I do agree with that. Yeah. The world of work is changing. You do know this. Oh, gosh. It's crazy. Have you heard All about four day work weeks? Have you heard about the four day school week? Oh, the school there week? There are school districts now. <gasps> that are testing a four-day school week because of Longer shortage hours? of teachers. Oh, no mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So anyway, I digress. The world is changing right in front of us. Always. COVID did it too, right? Wouldn't you say? I mean, it, it fast-forwarded everything. I could not. Boy, we are really in alignment today. Wow. You should keep making predictions. If we were a car. Just it's it's <laughs> it's it's great. I agree with you. I think COVID literally it was like a fast forward button on change. And and I think too for people, depending on how they're wired, it works. Like I have so many friends that are hybrid. I have so many friends a completely that, that want to be in an office completely and they're like, agree. get me out of the house. There's no way I could work from home. Yeah. Some that are like, nope, all I want to do, I will only find work for, from home yep. job. I mean, like, yeah. And so it just get. Yep. I like it because it gives the variety yep. to fit within your life. Yep. And, you know, I feel like a lot of uh, 
Gen Zers, we were talking about this. Oh yeah, with the yeah. a recent article. Yeah, but they really see work as a means to an end. That's it. Versus it being part yeah. of this life and yeah, it's um, fascinating. And I get, yeah, I, I, I see that. Yeah. So there you go. So anyway, America, we want you to sound off. We love it. Get in the comment section. Tell us what you think about Melody. It's always fun. And and just for for the record, Rachel agrees with me. So <laughs> took her a minute, but we got her there. You Tiffany, came to my side a little bit. Was I that what say. it is? Whatever. Okay. So I'm going to capitulate again. This is I all would. I do. I've been married for 25 years. I have a teenage daughter. I'm always giving Stay in day. to the women in my life. What is going on? Can I not be right once? <laughs> so fantastic tiffany rescue me from this tiffany's on the line in houston texas <laughs> what's going on tiffany okay so i actually wanted y'all's input on something so me and my boyfriend have been kicking around the idea of you know renting or should we buy like a mobile home and just no. stick it on a piece of no. land no never because there are mobile homes around here for like 24000 Yeah, and guess what it's going to be worth in six months after that? They go down, 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 I down, mean, down, down, you, down in value. Yeah. It's one of the worst investments yeah. you can make, honestly, it's, Tiffany. It, it's like buying a giant cannonball and trying to hold it in the water. It's just you're going under. You can't keep the cannonball up there. It won't float, folks. So I'm just telling you, why yeah, would you not, do it's not that? A, it's not a good investment. I'd rather you rent and keep some stability uh-huh. but not... You know, buy an asset that's going downhill. And don't buy something together with someone you're not married to as well, Tiffany. Oh, okay? yeah, that's a good point. So don't put your net, don't put both of your names on something. I mean, all it needs to be. Have you have you ever lived separate. in a mobile home? Yeah. Did you like it? I well, I was pretty well too young to remember. <laughs> okay. Did it have a redwood deck while I'm asking? Um, as far as I remember, no. Okay. It had right. like a, um, had the lighter wood. That's a Sammy yeah. Kershaw song. I think it is. But, uh, the, the point is, is that yeah. you're trying to figure out a way to cheaply live as opposed to doing what it takes to live smartly. And what I mean by that is you're going to buy an asset that goes down and instead of people think, well, I'm renting, I'm throwing money away and renting gives you options and, and renting gives you stability. And so I just don't understand why you would consider it other than it may be in your family or it's just something you think is a normal thing to do. I actually had a couple people in my family to buy them, exactly. pick them up, and then sell them for like twice as much as they put into it. I don't believe that. Do we have paperwork on that? Yeah. They bought a mobile home and sold it for twice as much. Who did they sell it to? Now that I don't know, yeah, but yeah. they showed me the paperwork. They sold it for like fifty thousand. They only had about twenty in it. Uh, Tiffany, how much do you make a year? Um, just me. I make about fifty. You're fifty. Okay, that's great. Yeah. So, Tiffany, what I would do, honestly, yeah, I would, I would rent. Do you, what kind of debt do you have? So I have like two credit cards. How much they is, have like a thousand dollars on them? Okay, collectively. Okay, both of them have a thousand dollars. So, so two thousand in credit card debt. What else? No, it's like one has five hundred, one has four. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. To get okay, 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 perfect. Okay, what else? Um, I have like a payment to the electric company that I have to make 
when me and my ex-husband split up because my name was on the utilities. And okay. He couldn't keep it paid, so I just had him shut off. Okay. Um, do you have a car payment? Well, my boyfriend does. Your boyfriend does, but you don't. Not in your name. No. No. Okay. So all you. So okay. Well, you're you're in a good spot. Do you have any money saved? I'm working on that one. Yeah, that's great. That's great, Tiffany. Well, I think, you know, one of your first goals is to get $1,000 saved. I would not combine anything with your boyfriend. Um, you want to keep finances separate when you're not married um, for many reasons. But one of them easily is, is just the legal reason. I mean, if you put your name together on something and then he's and then you guys break up, he stops paying. We get that call all the time. You're stuck with it. So keep everything separate. Um, I, my first goal, Tiffany, would be to save a thousand dollar emergency fund on your own uh, with your money and put that away, and then cut up these credit cards. You could probably cut them up today. I would get, I would just get rid of the credit cards and pay off that debt after that thousand dollars is saved, um, and then bump up your starter emergency fund of th- to three to six months of expenses. So, kind of starting to get you um, a strong foundation financially for you, where you don't have payments. You have some good savings in the bank. And in the meantime, Tiffany, then I would rent. And again, um, on the on the lease or whatever, I would not I would not sign something together. Let it be on in one of your names. And if something happens to the relationship, then that person is the one who will live there. The other person will have to find somewhere else to live. But just don't merge your life and act like you're married when you're not. Because from a financial standpoint, it gets people in a lot of trouble. So just protect yourself in that, Tiffany, financially. But I would rent. I would not buy a mobile home. We just see. Yeah. Please do your research. Yeah, we Don't see the stats on opinion. it. Yeah, um, it just it's it's not a great investment long term. I would love for you to to own a home uh, and save up for a down payment here in a few years. All right, we'll be right back. Don't move. This is the Ramsey Show. Hey guys, are you ready for the secret to help you reach those money goals that you've been dreaming about? It's simple. You got to get on a budget. With our budgeting app, Every Dollar, you'll get intentional with your money and build the habits that will make those dreams a reality. And we'll be with you every step of the way, from your first budget to that retirement home on the beach. Download Every Dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play. Remember, today, download Every Dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play today. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me this hour. The phone number is 888-825-5225. So glad you're with us. Let's go to Fort Myers, Florida now, where Tracy joins us. Tracy, how can we help? Hi there. Thank you for having me. Um, my husband was in a near-fatal car crash a little over a year ago. Oh, my gosh. And, I'm so sorry. Um, is he okay? No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God is good. Oh, wow. Um, so he um, he suffered from um, with paralysis um, after uh, at the ac- at the accident, um, and uh, a month later he blew he coded and he blew a stroke, which gave him brain damage. Oh, no. So he My was gosh, the um, the breadwinner. <laughs> he was the, the breadwinner, and so I'm just I'm sorry I don't I didn't know I was going to cry. Yeah, you're okay. No, you're listen, okay. you've you've been through a lot. It's a lot. So anyway, um, we have a. 22 and a 20 year old. Um, so, um, anyway, all that to say, um, I homeschooled the kids and then, um, I was just working at a, um, just a fast, um, 
fast food restaurant um, takeout um, for about six months until the accident. And I left and I never returned. I just started um, an entirely different part-time job um, just about a month ago. And so um, I don't make that much. Um, It's about 24 hours. Um, It's part-time, obviously, because I'm with my husband on Wednesdays and Thursdays in Tampa. And so uh, anyway, I, I make roughly about 1700 um, a month um, through that um, position. And so um, I'm just, I'm just wondering what I can do to sustain um, our house. Um, I want to be able to keep our home. I'm not quite sure if I'm going to be able to, but there is debt. I have about 17,000 in credit card debt. Um, our mortgage is at a good rate. It's uh, 2.875%. And our mortgage is fifteen eighteen um, per month. So I mean, those are very comfortable numbers to me. But when I don't have income really yeah. flowing, I do have a, 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 a stable amount in savings. But it's going to go. I mean, it, it's already been dwindling. For How much do you like, have in savings? Um, about eight thousand. Okay, and and so, so he's. What have you been doing for income since this stroke? Um, his, um, the truck that he, um, totaled in the accident, um, I did get, um, money back from that and I got scared. Um, I'm still paying on that as well. Um, it's like 180 something a month. Um, I used to basically, um, live on. Um, and so I had that and actually, um, you know, um, friends, um, you know, through different churches, um, have we're so gracious and okay. they create, um, my okay. daughter actually what um, is created. Tracy, did, um, did you say, cause you're in Fort Myers and he's in, in Tampa. Hippo. Yeah. So Fort Myers is our nearest, um, yeah, city, but yeah. So how I'm far is, how far is he from distance yeah. wise? How far? About two and a half hours. Okay. And he's two there, um, obviously for medical reasons. Yeah. He's at the VA, um, in Tampa. Is okay. that, so that means yeah, his but, expenses for care are covered. Um, for now, um, until um, they they switch him to perhaps a long term because he needs twenty four seven care. Okay, oh will he be in Tampa? Medicare. Do you think he'll be there um, mm-hmm. for the foreseeable future, or will he be coming back closer to you guys? Um, I don't. I'm able to. I, I would rather him stay there. Um, I mean, well, actually, I'm torn about that. Um, he would end up in a nursing home probably if it would, you know, be near us. Okay. Um, there, because my question gets. to you, Tracy, is: I mean, have you thought about moving towards him if he'll be um, there? You know, to t- to tell you the truth, um, I'm I'm not quite sure okay. um, about that uh, for di- for different reasons. Okay, you know? did he have any retirement or any? Where were you guys at on that? I'd like to get a a pretty high level picture mm-hmm. of your finances. Did he have retirement? Do you guys have retirement? What's that look like? No. No, it doesn't look like anything because we just don't have that. Okay. And how old are you? I'm 57. Okay. How much is left on the mortgage, Tracy? Um, the current balance for the mortgage is 233778 Okay. What was he making before the accident? He was making roughly like 4000 something a month. Okay. Take home pay? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how much is on the truck? How much do you owe on the truck? It's, um, to tell you the truth, I don't have the balance. I've been paying it for, I mean, he was already paying on it. So it'd been like two years loan and it was only a $5,000 loan. Okay. So probably not much left on that. 
Okay, mm-hmm. I want you. I want you to find that today. I think as much um, details as you can have about your money situation. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, kind of just the more peace that you have because it takes yeah all the guesswork out, so you're able to see. So I want you to find that today if you can. How much is left on that truck loan? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the credit cards, the seventeen thousand. Is that just lifestyle? Is that to just to keep you guys keep the lights on and throughout yeah. the, this last year, or did you guys have this debt before the accident? We had um, some of it before before the accident. Okay. We usually like to use cash, but it just got up. So I mean, just out of note. But I, I also used it um, this past year. You know, just okay. for different things. Yeah, yeah for are sure. You, are it feels like you have been scraping by? Do you have a pretty good budget? You know exactly where the money's coming and going. I do, um, but I just know that um, with with me being out of work and him you know, for over a year, we really, I mean, it just, we took a big, big hit. No, no, I get Um, it. But what I'm getting at is this, if you have a really good grasp of your budget, um, then you should be able to say, all right, I have to bring in this Mm -hmm. much a Mm -hmm. month. So for instance, I'm, all I'm doing is looking at the one bill, which is your mortgage is 1500 a month and you're making 1700 a month. So obviously we've got to come up with a number where you say, I have to make, and I'm just going to put a number out there. Don't, don't, freak out but mm-hmm. if it's like it's like i have to make four thousand a month or thirty five hundred a month just to have some breathing room okay um but, yeah, but in this situation rachel i'd well, love to see if maybe selling the house well and getting and a, what's hard tracy is i think with these numbers as ken was pointing out that working part-time long term is not it, that, no, that can't not be the option. solution it's not the option so that's why i was asking about you moving closer to helm so that you could work full-time and be close to helm and yep. But those, those decisions, um, they have to, yeah. And that's what's so hard, Tracy. And I commend you. I can't even, ima- I can't even imagine what yeah. you've walked through the last year. And and like you said, and I feel like this is so true for, for a lot of women, you know, they leave the workforce and they raise kids and then you get put in a situation and you think, oh my gosh, I have to go back to work. What am I going to do? So so Tracy, I think it would be a, um, a good goal for you just from a... An, Ken's the, I'm going to give job, an example here in a minute. The jo- yeah, but you're the job career expert, Ken, so you can speak into this. But, but Tracy, I would want you to have a timeline soon. You know, it's um, it's February that, and I don't know what that looks like for you, but where you feel like, okay, I can now step in and get something more full time, and even if it's a reception, you know, a receptionist job somewhere or anything that has benefits um, that gets you a stable, good income. Um, and use the use the gifts that you know the talent everything yeah. that you've that you have it is marketable. I'm like to run a household and do what you're doing. So yeah, let me give you that, a couple things here. Okay, so twenty dollars an hour job, Tracy. Okay, mm-hmm. forty hours a week. That's going to gross you thirty two hundred dollars a month. Okay, that's a that's a sizable raise. That's at twenty dollars an hour. Okay, and um, you I, I'm giving you examples. You have companies like Walmart, uh, Target. Um, that are paying really good hourly rates between, let's call it 18 to $22 an hour. You don't have to have a ton of experience. They want somebody who they can count on, and believe me, they can count on you. They also give great benefits. And right now, because mm-hmm. of your husband's long-term situation, I'm not just thinking short-term when I give you this advice. I'm thinking long-term. You can get mm-hmm. in, start getting some good benefits, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and maybe you sell the house as an option, and then maybe you rent something, Maybe the 22 and the 20 year old, depending on what they're, they got their own life too. But maybe you get a roommate if your husband's living. We've got to do everything we can right now to lower your expenses as low as possible while increasing your income, Tracy, to your max of what you can do where you are right now. 
And mm-hmm. then you can build out, you can get out of this hole. You can pay off the debt. You can begin to invest. You can do this because you're going to have to, Tracy. It's mm-hmm. on you now and you can do it. Hang on the line. I want to get you with one of our financial coaches that'll just yeah. further help lay out a path. Let's also give the full suite, every dollar, total money makeover, financial peace. Let's come alongside Tracy in this situation. So sorry. Thank you, Tracy, for calling. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me. And the phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. Our scripture of the day comes from Romans 12, 9. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. And uh, our quote today from your friend. The Rachel friend makes the quote today. Ah. Candace Cameron Bure. Is it oh. is it Bure or Burr? Burre or Bure? <laughs> Do you know? Bure. Bure. That's okay, how good. I say it. Right, like, Sorry, Candace. Like I don't know if that's right or not. Yeah. <laughs> Your integrity is worth so much more than proving a point or having the last word. Ah. That's a good point. Great quote. That one kind of gets me because I tend to be the last word guy. You know, Love. I've had to learn in my marriage to let Stacey have the last word. What's the quote? They say it on Bluey. Uh, you can either be right or you can either be right or have fun or something. I don't know. Oh. Shoot, Generally, got, for no, me, it would no be I can either be right or wrong in Stacy's eyes, and then that ends up being right. <laughs> you know, happy wife, happy life. You know, just, just be wrong. Just be wrong. It's easier, guys. <laughs> Tiffany is up in Atlanta, Georgia. Tiffany, how can we help? Hi, guys. So about five years ago, my husband, myself, and my then 10-year-old son were in a really, really horrible car accident. Oh, my. My son's... Yeah, it was really tough. My son was in the children's hospital for 40 days, 28 in the ICU. Oh, my, gosh. my goodness. I'm so yeah, sorry. I say he's great now. He's a thriving, like, 15-year-old freshman in high school. I oh, say good. he suffered the physical wounds, but my husband and I suffered the emotional wounds. Oh, so without question. We did, have done a lot of work, but he received a settlement from that accident that after attorney's fees and insurance companies negotiated totaled about a hundred and eighty thousand um, okay. dollars I, I yeah his dad and I are financially like debt-free stable um, so we have like college plans for him we have no need to access that money so as far as, as we are concerned it's his money and it's been invested for him um, it actually has had some growth it's worth about two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars now Wow uh, yeah so my concern well it's kind of a twofold question that money becomes his at 18. And so I'm not sure there's any way I can legally kind of safeguard it to protect it from, you know, decisions that 18 year old boys can make other than we've tried to raise our son to be fiscally responsible. Um, And then also what is the best avenue for that money? Do we continue just to keep it invested in the market or is there something we should What kind of fund is it in right now? Um, I'd have to go look. I mean, I think it's in like kind of some mixed index. Like it's, it's, we had our um, financial planner just invest it. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, so I mean, I, pretty significant growth. Yeah. Well, yeah. And the market, you know, but you opened the account in his name or is, do you guys have any authority over it? It seems like you have the authority over it. Yes. I, I, I do. But from what our legally was explained to us that I'm the trustee, it becomes his money at 18. At 18. Because it was the lawsuit yeah. was in his, yeah. 
Yeah, I, for him. I, I don't know the answer to this, Rachel, but could it? Could she, as a trustee, put that in a trust? Put it within. I don't know. I, would, I don't. I know. would get legal advice. I really would. I would sit with. I would sit with one of your. Uh, I, we would send you to Smartvestor Pro. I would get some legal advice on this. Okay. That would be the only thing, and I don't know the answer, but I would go. Okay, as the trustee. Uh, I have authority over it until the kid turns 18. Yeah. So what decision? Right. So this is the, I don't have the answer, but I think I have the right question. And I want Rachel to correct me if this is the wrong question, but I would be okay. asking, what can I do? He and his father, uh, me and his father do as his trustees with that money to further protect it. Okay. And that's what I would look into. Yeah. You may not be able to do anything. I just feel that there's got to be something that you guys can do with that money as, as the trustees that would maybe push it out, maybe to maybe put it like in a trust. Looking. I Yeah. Somebody can answer that question. I wish I knew the okay. answer, but yeah. I would be looking into that. Rachel, you agree? Yeah. Because yeah. And I think the goal, you know, because it's amazing. You guys have college and all of it is that is he doesn't touch it. I mean, the only reason I would, use that money if I were him and you could kind of walk through this with him, which I know you guys probably have had these conversations, Right. but I'm like, you know, if you're a 25 year old kid and you can buy a house and start your life off debt free, you know what I mean? Like the things so would you, you put a limit on it? What gauge would you, I'm curious, what age would you recommend Rachel that he have access to these? Funds? I would like him to be out of college. I think that would be, that would be ideal. Right. So 21, 22 years old. Um, and then he, what do gets, you think, mom? Where is that where your head's at? I, well, yeah. And his dad and I, like I said, we have a 529 plan for him. We're debt free. We have a large net worth ourselves. And right. so he doesn't have to worry about finances through college. And so ideally, yeah. I think what we would like him to do is to have it to start his life with. That's when right. He's done yeah. with grad school or college. He shouldn't have a need for it before then. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I agree. And then so, to start your life debt free and then with a chunk of money that, you know, has continued to have compounded growth mm-hmm. over the next 20. Cause if he's 15 now, 10 more years, yeah, I mean, 10 it, years, it's wild. That's, that's going to be yeah. some really nice money. Yeah. Yeah. Tiffany, yeah. I think that's the question to ask. And, 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 okay. and again, and if you can protect yeah. it, that doesn't feel like overly controlling. I mean, if he's 32 and you're like, I'm still pretty, you know, like, right. like that's yeah, one thing, yeah. but <laughs> to get him out of call, like, yeah, I feel like in college, everyone just doesn't make smart decisions <laughs> between 18 right. and 21. So it's like... Oh, yeah. And I should correct myself. For these We have people listening. I said 10 years. I was thinking 25. Give it 10 years to grow. And now he's, you know, he gets out. Yeah. Cause, and I'm not disagreeing with either one of you ladies. But there's part of me that if I'm putting myself in a situation, I want him to come out of college, which you guys have been so amazing to save up for him. I want him to get out there and, and make it on his own for a couple of years before he comes into this wealth. Uh, yeah, yeah. You see I where think I'm so. going? I'm not saying yeah, delay yeah, it to yeah. 35 or that. No, right, right, right. But yeah. either way is right. But the point is, is that's yes. what you got to figure out: is how can you extend it beyond 18 if you can? Yeah, yeah. Until he's out of college yeah. would be my goal. Um, with it, it's a and lot of money it, to start but, with. But from a legal standpoint, I mean, like, like an up my account, like all that kind of stuff, it does turn over, you know. Um, yeah. but I would sit down and have a real mature conversation and even show him i mean i don't know how intrigued a 18 year old would be at that point but but pull up an investment calculator and just say hey if you just you don't need this money let's pretend it's not there and when you're 22 23 24 like when you can watch it Mm -hmm. uh as it grows and at that amount of money you're it's gonna well you know you make a great point tiffany does he know about the uh 215 
He 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 is aware of it. He does know about it, and he's actually seen some of the financial statements just because he's a very intelligent fifteen year old. Yeah, and he has his own checking and savings already because we wanted to teach him fiscal responsibility. Um, and he's actually a great saver, and so he enjoys seeing so, this growth already that it's had. So we ho- we're trying to instill those values because we felt like that it's better to to use this to help teach lessons. Yeah, than yeah to sure. So that's it. why I ask. I'm wondering, are you guys sitting down with them, going, "Hey, so uh, two hundred fifteen thousand? It could be this in three years or five years." What? Well, what are you thinking you do with it? Are you having those conversations just to see where his immature, even though he's a great kid, he's still fifteen. Uh, where does his head go on these things? What does he say? He says to buy a house one day. Yeah. Good. That's that's a great answer. It's a great answer. He didn't say buy a Porsche, which isn't a bad idea, but (laughs) the point is, is like, that's a pretty mature response. So I think talking with him about it and letting him take some ownership before he ever can touch it. Mm-hmm. is an interesting uh, way to go about it, Rachel. Yeah. Is- yeah, and and I mean like, you know, which the judicial system did its work, but I'm like as a 10-year-old kid, what you went through, like you know what I mean, like this money, it's not that it that it heals, you know, the wounds and the scars and the right. memories of what happened by any stretch of the imagination, but for him too to feel the the weight of what you, you know, this is Again, I don't even I hate comparing money to like a medical mm-hmm. situation, but but no, we don't we don't want to go and waste all of this because what you went through, this money's worth more than that. It, well, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that feeling of what you guys went through as a family. I'm like, honor this money because it came because of a horrible cost and yeah. we don't wanna, you know and it, I would say the same is true with inheritances. When people get an inheritance that you know, use that to to further mm-hmm. that person's legacy and yeah. something that they would be proud of. You know, so you kinda take it in that vain as well but to me i'm so thankful you guys are yes. okay and that he's okay and and great parenting Modeled by the, the way, way you guys Modeled have done a great job yeah there your financial situation is great so that's what we want you to do go talk to people who know the answers to that locally on the ground and, and you'll know what you can do next rachel cruz great show thank you my friend for always hanging out great time i want to thank austin and the team for keeping us on the air this is the ramsey show Hey folks, Dave Ramsey here. You know, budgeting doesn't have to be boring. You just need a budgeting app that's made with you in mind. And that's Every Dollar. The Every Dollar app has helped millions of people work the baby steps and take the stress out of planning and managing their money. Start budgeting with Every Dollar for free right now. Just go to RamseySolutions.com slash Every Dollar and download the app today. That's RamseySolutions.com slash Every Dollar.